0: Hello language and culture lovers. This is Jules, your host of the All Things Iceland podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, which features the effects of the Laki volcano eruption. Iceland is home to 130 volcanoes, and as of today, 30 of them are active. While the country has experienced 13 eruptions, since it was settled in A.D. 874, none has been as devastating as the Laki eruption that started in 1783 and lasted for eight months. If we are being technical, the mountain Laki did not erupt. Instead, fissures opened up on each side of it after groundwater interacted with rising basalt magma. The fissure is called Lakagigar. Which is part of the volcanic system that centers on Grimsvot volcano. For the sake of simplicity, I will say Laki instead of Lakagigar and eruption when referring to the fissure releasing gas and lava. During this episode, you will learn about the effects that this massive eruption had on Iceland and other parts of the world. For starters, I think it would be helpful to give you an idea of where the eruption took place. This volcanic fissure lies along the south of Iceland, near to the magnificent Eldgjau, which directly translates to Canyon of Fire. Kyrgybájárkloystar, a small village that most people have probably fumbled over trying to pronounce, is very close to Eldgjau. From June 8th, 1783, until february 7th 1784 the lakhi fisher and greemsvook volcano poured out an estimated 42 billion tons of basalt lava as well as released poisonous hydrofluoric acid and sulfur dioxide into the air and soil the lava flow destroyed 20 villages and the soil contamination led to the death of over 80% of sheep, 50% of cattle, and 50% of horses in Iceland. The 8 million tons of hydrogen fluoride that was released caused dental and skeletal fluorosis in the animals. Most of the crops were wiped out as well. The loss of crops and livestock resulted in a famine that killed about 25% of the Icelandic population on the island. The quote I'm about to read is an excerpt from the book, Fires of the Earth, the Lackey eruption, 1783 to 1784. And it gives a very vivid depiction of what happened to the livestock and villages during this eruption. This past week, and the two prior to it, more poison fell from the sky than words can describe. Ash, volcanic hairs, rain full of sulfur and saltpeter, all of it mixed with sand, the snouts, nostrils and feet of livestock grazing or walking on the grass turned bright yellow and raw all water went tepid and light blue in color and gravel slides turned gray all the earth's plants burned withered and turned gray one after another as the fire increased and neared the settlements the effects in iceland were no doubt devastating but it was not the only place that suffered during these eight months in fact the outpouring of millions upon millions of tons of hydrogen fluoride and sulfur dioxide became known as the Locky Haze across Europe. Scientists have found evidence that the eruption weakened Indian and African monsoon circulations. This resulted in between one to three millimeters less daily precipitation than normal in the northeast and northwest regions in Africa. Less rain, meant a low flow in the Nile River. Egypt ended up experiencing a famine in 1784 that killed one-sixth of its population. In Europe, the thick haze from the 120 million tons of sulfur dioxide that was emitted resulted in thousands of deaths. Inhaling this poisonous gas causes you to choke as your soft tissue starts to swell. The summer of 1783 was very hot and the winter brought extreme frost in Great Britain, which estimates losing 23,000 British people due to the poison. During the spring of 1784, Germany and Central Europe reported severe flood damage after regions thawed following the blistering cold winter. Even many years after the eruption, Europe was feeling the effects. The Lackey eruption has been linked to the French Revolution in 1789 because the poisonous gas caused droughts, bad winters, and bad summers during the years following its eruption. Gilbert White, an English naturalist and ornithologist, said the following about summer of 1783 in Selborne, Hampshire, England. The summer of the year 1783 was an amazing and portentous one and full of horrible phenomena. For besides the alarming meteors and tremendous thunderstorms that affrighted and distressed the different counties of this kingdom, the particular haze or smoky fog that prevailed for many weeks in this island and in every part of Europe, and even beyond its limits, was a most extraordinary experience, unlike anything known within the memory of man. By my journal, I found that I had noticed this strange occurrence from June 23rd to July 20th inclusive, during which period the wind varied to every quarter without making any alteration in the air. The sun at noon looked as blank as a clouded moon and shed a rust-colored ferruginous light on the ground and the floors of rooms, but was particularly lurid and blood-colored at rising and setting. All the time, the heat was so intense that the butcher's meat could hardly be eaten on the day after it was killed and the flies swarmed in the lanes and hedges that they rendered the horses half frantic and riding irksome, the country people began to look with a superstitious awe at the red, luring aspect of the sun. North America did not escape the effects of this eruption either. The winter of 1784 was recorded as being one of the longest and coldest across the U.S. Surprisingly, The Mississippi River froze near New Orleans, and there were reports of drift ice in the Gulf of Mexico. Incredibly, the aftermath of this eruption caused a drop in global temperatures. Iceland might be a small nation in the North Atlantic, but natural events like this one show that it can have a huge impact on the rest of the world. So now that you've learned about the fascinating and devastating eruption of the Laki volcano, I'm going to move on to the next segment of the show, which is the random fact of the episode. I found this topic of devastating eruptions, volcano eruptions, so fascinating that I decided to share two random facts for this episode. So the first one is that Hekla, which is a volcano, is the most famous and active volcano in Iceland. It has erupted 18 times since 1104, and the last time was in the year 2000. The second fact is that on average, Iceland experiences a major volcanic event once every four to five years. The last one was when Párdabunga erupted in 2014. So we are pretty much due for a volcanic event any day now. The last segment of the show is the Icelandic word of the episode. And appropriately, the word for this episode is eldfjallti. Eldfjat means, if you break it up, so the first part of the word, el, means fire. And fjat means mountain. So it literally translates to fire mountain, which is a volcano. As I've mentioned in some of my other shows, and if you look at the word in the show notes, which is on my website, from foreigntofamiliar.com, you'll see that fjat has a double L. And in some of my other episodes, which I'll link to, I did explain how to pronounce sometimes these double L's by doing a little exercise with your teeth. (laughs) So if you're interested in learning that, feel free to go check out some of the other episodes. But now you know how to say volcano in Icelandic. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the All Things Iceland podcast. I release a new episode every week, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it. If you want to connect with me, see when new episodes are published, and check out my adventures in Iceland and abroad, I will have links to my social media profiles on my website, from foreigntofamiliar.com. If the platform you are listening to this podcast on allows you to leave a review, please do so if you haven't already. Pluster, O, Schaumst, flirttlegger.